I don't know how you guys got here today, but God's got a message for you. Some of you people are right on the brink of something supernatural happening in your life starting today. I want to believe that with you. Let's pray. Father God, as we hold our swords, we're taking it out of the scabbard today. We're, we're, we're ready to wheel it. We're ready to, to get down to it, Lord. We ask you that you show yourself to each and every person that's gathered here, everyone that's watching by live stream or any type of media, Lord God, we pray that as we peer into your words that it would be, that it would touch our very souls. We pray, Lord God, that it would transform our hearts, change our speech, and let us learn how to love like you love. And on this Palm Sunday, Lord God, we're glad that we can call, be called your children. And we pray all this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's applaud him one more time in his house. Yeah, you may be seated. So um, I want to take you to something um, in John. And I was going to read this during the uh, offering, but... Uh, it's, it's something, it's, it's out of uh, John 12, uh, verse 9, I think, is where it starts. And it's, I had it, uh, and I wanted it to be part of our message today. And then Steve come in and blessed us with that wonderful poem. So I, I still don't want to skip it, so I think it'll, it'll help you. And I'm just going to read it, and I'll go back, and I'll tell you what it's about. I'm just kind of, think about Palm Sunday. Think about you and Jesus riding in to Jerusalem. Get yourself ready. You know, when you, you know, a lot of times when you, when you go to church services or you go to conferences or you go to Bible studies and you do all these things, you know, you go, you, some people, you guys don't, but other people that like leave and they go like, I didn't get anything out of it. I wasn't fed. Well, when I open the word of God, if you ain't fed, that means your soul's not ready to receive it. You got, you got to get yourself ready to receive the Word of God today. So I want you to, to be ready. When the, when the Word gets deposited, it's for you. It's your message. It's God's love letter to you and your family. Uh, and uh, if you have a stinking attitude, that's okay. You're in the right spot. Amen? Uh, if you have teenagers, you... You know about attitudes. You know, Chuck. Don't give me, say this with me. I haven't heard this. Don't give me that attitude. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. I mean, what the heck does that mean? But my mom did my, well, I was telling my wife this, you know, about my mom, and she's the most wonderful mom in the world. Uh, and she's went on to be with the Lord. But she would say that don't give me the attitude when she had a shoe in her hand. True, I'm, I'm serious, like a shoe. I don't know why I'm telling you all that. Maybe it's a counseling session for myself. <laughs> I have low self-esteem. Not. <laughs> Didn't bother me a bit. Amen. Okay. When the large crowd, 12, 9 and John, I just got to get this out and then we'll get into Mark. You're like, I thought we were in Mark today. When a large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus. 
We know about Lazarus. He's a good friend of Jesus. Raised him from the dead. Verse 10. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well. Somebody ought to say, oh my. Just put him to death. Hey, we just put him to death too. Let's uh, throw them all in a trough and just uh, kill him too. I wonder why people want to do this. People are like that still to this day. Because you hang around him. You're guilty by association. And uh, I, I told Pastor Mark was standing by me last night. And I said, uh, there, there's people who didn't want to be around him because he went to my church. Don't get quiet on me. We don't, we don't want to be around you. We, we don't want to be around you. That's okay. Be around whoever you want to be around. It's okay. Uh Jesus has these people, and this is Lazarus. Verse 11 says, read this with me. One, two, three, go. Because on account. Oh, my goodness. Boy, now, if that ain't a crime, I don't know what is. These people are trying to restrain God's people from believing in Christ. They don't want you to be at church. They don't want you to believe in God. They don't want you to be free. They want you to be, they want you to be hemmed in, handcuffed, and in jailed and imprisoned. These are the anti-freedom people. They had them back in the Bible day, too. They just don't want you learning about Jesus. Because when you learn about Jesus, see, this is how communism comes. You, I can talk about communism in church. Because we ain't never going to be there. It ain't never going to happen. But that's what they want to do now, and that's what they did 2,000 years ago. They don't like, they don't like people running around Jesus. Uh, Elizabeth, because Jesus represented freedom in all areas. He just walking around. He walked anywhere he wanted. He didn't care what neighborhood he went to either. It didn't matter what race. He loved all the people. He walked through the neighborhood, and he didn't have to dress according to the culture. He was the culture. Amen. You don't need to play games when you're walking with people. You don't need to dress like it. Dress like yourself. Do, do you. Amen. You don't have to look at your neighbor and say, quit being a phony. Dang phony. Nobody likes a dang phony. You're like, man, you're a phony, dude. Say that in like dude's term. Dude. Amen. I just feel like saying that sometimes. Quit being a dang phony. Just tell me how you really feel. Hallelujah. Because we're going into the Hosanna thing. Save us, save us, Pastor Jay. Save us, save us. He'll tell you that's what it means. He probably preached on it for 50 years. Save me, save me, save me. But people are very fickle. Oh, yeah, save us, save us. But in a couple of days, we're going to say crucify, crucify. Oh, yeah, crucify him. What do you want me to do with Barabbas? You want me to release him? No. Oh, yeah, release Barabbas. What do you want me to do with Jesus? Crucify him and let his blood be on us and our children. Here's the deal, adults. You may want what you want, but don't ever put a curse on your children. 
Just yeah, go ahead. You can applaud. Just just because you're living one way doesn't mean your kids need to live that way too. God's called us to be free people. Go with me into Mark chapter 11. We got just 11 verses, so you'll be out of here in time for NASCAR today. Uh, so this is opening day uh, for the Bible. I'm opening the Bible. Oh, you thought I meant baseball. Opening day for the Bible. I've opened God's love letter to his children. I get excited. It's opening day. He's so, he, the man of God is opening the word of God to us. I'm excited. I want to be there. No popcorn or peanuts. Just hot coffee in the word of God. Let's read it. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples... And said to them, go into the village in front of you. And immediately as you enter, as you enter uh, it, you will find a colt tied. And on, no one, on which no one has ever rid, untie it, bring it, and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord is in need of it and will send it back immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied outside and in the street. And they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them that what Jesus had said. They let them go, and they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it, and many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from fields. And those who went out and those who followed were shouting, say it with me, class, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna. So say, save us, save us. Oh, that's, well, let's leave that etched in our minds at least all day long. Amen? Just, it's, it's going to be a nice day out today, man. We can just wave your branches out your car window or whatever and just say, Hosanna, Hosanna. Jesus has saved me. Blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blesses the, the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And we're going to put a bonus scripture in here, 1111. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And then he looked around at everything. And as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. Amen. And what we're going to do here is address, um, I guess, Jesus' righteous behavior or righteous anger. Say that with me, righteous anger. Oh, yeah, I'm only acting out today because of righteous anger. I'm acting like Jesus. That's why I put it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, he would do it. See, we, through the years and years and years of being in church, we use this, Pastor Mark, as a way of getting out of our, of our lives. Uh, Jesus had righteous anger, so that's why I broke the windshield on my boyfriend's pickup truck. That's <laughs> Jesus and his right. Throw your hands up, righteous anger. You know, and I, I, I remember when the Carrie Underwood, and I love Carrie Underwood, when she came out with, I stabbed my boyfriend's tires and cut a hole in his chair and all this. And I'm going, girl, are you a Christian right now? <laughs> Amen. I mean, I, wow, hey, I'm flying under the banner of Jesus. We're going to address that today. So poke your husband or whatever. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going. And don't kick the dog or the cat. All right, so we're going in. We got the Hosanna thing going on. We're going into Jerusalem. You're going in with us. We're all going in. And we're going to be talking about people being fickle and all this. Go into the village in front of you. I'm in 11.2. This is Jesus in front of you, and immediately as you enter, you'll find a colt tied there. So let's talk about that for a second. We know that it's a donkey. A donkey is what you get when you cross a horse with a mule. And why does anybody want to do that? I have no idea. But apparently it's God-ordained. You go, how do you know it's God-ordained? Let me talk to you about all donkeys all across the world. They all have a cross on their back. If you look at a donkey, you may not be able to see it because of the color, but they have a cross on their back. There's a, there's a stripe that goes down their spine, and there's a cross that goes across their shoulders. I thought about this for a while, and I actually read a book, a children's book that my wife she ordered, and, and we were talking about that, and we are talking about this donkey, and, uh, and it, was, it, it was a really, really neat story. Um, and, and here's what I'll leave you with is on this, with this cross. Let's think about this for a second. So did God make the donkey? We know that God made the donkey. Did it have the cross on its back before? Amen. Oh, I'm going to get you. Before Jesus got on his back, Mrs. Strain, or after he got off the donkey? Because that's what he wrote in. He wrote in on a donkey. And so it's, uh, I believe there's a lot of things. Jesus, uh, he was born in a cave in a, in a feeding trough, and he rode a donkey. A lowly donkey, a little donkey. It's, uh, donkeys are, are great transportation, but they're the lowliest way to get someplace. They're, they're very inexpensive compared to horses. Or you can ask my wife that. Horses <laughs> or mules. It's kind of like, do you remember the car back in the day? It was a Yugo car. Anybody own one? No, you sure did. Don't raise your hand and admit to that. It's like admitting that you had a pacer. Does anybody have a rolling aquarium back when you were a kid? 19, oh, yeah, they're, oh, they're great. So Yugos, if you don't know if you're young, Mark, they, Yugos were like the car. It was like thirty nine ninety five. They're disposable. It's like a Bic lighter. Remember when the Bic lighter came out? You're like, oh, man, I don't even have to fill this up anymore. It's, like, it's not going to be like my Zippo. And Zippos were lighters. You had to actually put fluid in and light. But when the Bic came, you just threw it away. That's kind of way. This is the way this is with this donkey. And he, he's riding in on it. He's making a statement. And he got the cross on the back, whether it's before or after. Man, I got to know that now. Um. But Jesus can do all kinds of things. So he's riding this donkey, or he's getting ready to ride this donkey. He tells his people to go get it. He sends two of his disciples to go get it, regardless of who you believe it is, James and John or whoever. Uh, he said, when you get there, listen to how, how uh, accurate prophetic scripture truly is. He says, while you're doing this, tell them that the Lord is in need of it, and he will send it back here immediately. He said, this, this is going to happen. They're going to come to you. And I thought about that, how, and, I, and I've said this for years. How would I deal with it if somebody, like, came to my house? 
And they came into my garage and they grabbed my Harley. I mean, they pulled the garage door up or they hit the button, whatever it is, and they went in and they said, hey, Pastor Pat, Jesus is in need of this uh, uh, Harley you got here. I would probably go, you know what? I, I wouldn't do any of that. I would just say you need to have Jesus call me then if he's. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But he knew that these people were going to reply like that. And that's, that's, say this with me, that's pinpoint prophecy. Say that, pinpoint. pinpoint. So you go, well, what's not pinpoint? It would be like a prophet coming up in a working class church like this and go, I believe right now that there's somebody out there that has a foot or a back that hurts. Raise your hand if your back hurts. Oh, man, that's prophecy. No, it's not. That's just me not being stupid. We know that people's back hurt. Amen? This is pinpoint accuracy that these people are going to do. They're going to say this, and your reply is going to be like this, and then they're going to let the donkey go. And they went away and they found the colt at the door outside the street and they untied it. And some of those standing around said, what are you doing untying the colt? And they, they told him that Jesus, what Jesus had said, and they let it go. And maybe there's something in your life that you got tied up that Jesus has been asking for. And he said, I'll take it and I'll, and I'll heal it if you will just let it go. But you like it tied right there where you can get to it. At any time. Sometimes we're afraid to let things go to Jesus. Because we may not use them anymore, but we just like it tied right outside the house. Amen. I might use it. You ever try to throw something away in a hoarder's house? I mean, none of you guys are, but you have. You're walking through your house. You're like, man, can I get rid of like this newspaper here? Oh, no. I need that. (laughs) Stacks this high. You don't need that dang newspaper. Amen? Amen. Any more than you need this donkey or anything else that you got tied outside your house. We're hanging on to things, and it's not that it's not that we own them, they just end up owning us. After a while, they just like, man, it's like furniture. And and do you ever notice about furniture? Everything's like a quote unquote an antique. <laughs> Even if it's a piece of junk. It's a three-legged chair. That's grandma's antique. No, and hey, that's grandma's junk. You just picked it up. It's going in a garage sale in a year anyways. Don't act like it ain't true either. So here we're getting to the Hosanna thing, and we're going to get to the fickle thing and this whole thing. And, and, and it's not you guys. It's not you guys. It's these guys. Many spread their cloaks on the road, and back then we know that coats weren't readily available, so that means they were, they were really trying to give their very best. They're giving their coat. They didn't have Kohl's or Kmart with the blue light special. They put their cloaks on the road. They put the cloaks on the back of Jesus. And they were excited because they believed that, that Jesus is going to come in and deliver them from Roman rule. Woohoo! Praise God! We finally got somebody who's going to get these Romans off our back, the, the overreaching government into our lives. 
We're going to be able to start living how we want to live. We're, he's going to come in and get rid of He's going to be coming in. He's going to be a knight in shining armor. He's going to be riding a white horse. And a, no, he's not. Not this time. He will come back on a white horse, but not right now. Now he's riding in to celebrate Passover. Wow, man. I kind of, do you ever just like wish like maybe he would have just came in on a white horse and wiped everybody out right now? Then we wouldn't be alive. I'm glad that Jesus shows great restraint, not only in their lives, but also in, like, mine. Do you ever have, hold on for a second, I'll, I'll ask one more and I'll get back. Do you ever have, like, a prayer, like somebody you don't like? Oh, don't, oh, man, I hope, I hope, I hope God gets them. Put your face like this. This means you really want them got. I hope God gets them. Say that with me, I hope God gets them. What would happen if somebody was praying a prayer like that about you? Aren't you glad for his mercy and his grace? Yeah, yeah and mercy is not getting something that you deserve. So he's, he's riding in. Uh, and many spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the, from the fields, and this is all they had, but maybe that's all God's really asking for. Give me what you got. And I think a lot of times that, that, that hinders people from coming to church. They go, well, I don't have the clothes, or I don't have the money. God's not interested in your clothes or your money. He just wants you. Just give him whatever you got. Say, God, this is all I got. God will be content with that. He'll be happy with that. He'll be, fine. He'll be happy that you finally gave yourself to him. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, say it with me, Hosanna, 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 like the kids waving our leaves. Blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blesses the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And remember just right now we're, we're shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, and we, we believe he's going to save us. And then just days later we're saying crucify, crucify. Their beliefs are being swayed by political parties. People will come off of their conviction of Christ so they can make sure they stay in a political party. This particular issue here is these Pharisees. They go, man, I can't believe this. Well, Zan in the highest, and then days later they're saying, crucify, crucify. And then I'm going to address this verse 11, and then we're going to go back and talk about what they said in the, in, in the book of Luke. And he entered Jerusalem, and he went into the temple, and he looked around at everything, and it was already late. He went out to Bethany with the twelve, so we know that he goes back to uh, his friend's house, Lazarus, and everything. He looked in the church. He walked in the church. And he looked around, and you know what he found. People were selling things and changing money and making profit for their own thing. He looked around. He was super, super ticked off. Do you ever remember that? Like when dad came home, wait till your dad gets home. And my, you know, back then they didn't have cell phones. But if my mom, if my mom went, you remember the carport? That's before they had garages. My mom would go out. And I knew when she went out, do you remember the, what the, the sound of the screen door slamming was? We knew it was coming. Matter of fact, stand up. It's coming, I got to tell you. Stand up. Stand up. 
Hey, Angie, you can bring the house lights down a little bit. I want to, I want to talk to you about this. The pe- picture the people being in church that day and doing whatever they're doing, they're doing something really messed up. Jesus went in, it's be like my dad. My mom go out and meet my dad on the carport. Or The boys have really been acting up today, Mike. As a matter of fact, Patrick punched Greg in the eye, gave him a black eye. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of like what's going on here. He goes in. He doesn't do anything there. Remember the righteous anger thing that we're all we're hovering under? We go, Jesus did it so I can do it. We're flipping tables over. Jesus went back and slept on it. And then he came back the next day is when he flipped the tables over. So maybe that thing that's, that you're struggling with today, maybe that thing that you're struggling with today, Maybe you need to do this right now. Maybe you need to sleep on it. Did you ever notice that, that, that text that you didn't send? You didn't need to send it the next day? I didn't even need to send that thing. You can start back there, Shelby. Let me take you to Luke 19 as we get ready to wrap this up. This is a way Dr. Luke sees Jesus riding into uh, Jerusalem. And I'll start in, uh, I think I'm going to start with 38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Same thing. Same event, just a different perspective. Glory to God in the highest. And some Pharisees in the crowd. Pharisees don't like you preaching and yelling about Jesus they don't like it the world don't like you guys yelling about Jesus just keep it in here big Steve don't go out and testify about Christ let's see what Jesus says about that blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Kokomo, he's he's trying to tell them a nice way. Hey, you need to shut up. And you know what Jesus says? He said, let me tell you something, Jack. He said it that way, I believe. If these kids are quiet, I'll raise up rocks to praise me. Would you be so, that, I, I think what the, the hesitation was here is these people needed to be delivered from Roman rule, but if the riot started, the Romans could come down and arrest them for a riot happening here. Would you still praise God if you knew there was a possibility that you would be arrested for it? sometimes that's enough to shut people up they're like you know what man I'm not going to raise a ruckus over this here's the problem if you and I don't raise a ruckus the kids aren't going to have a place to go to church so what I want to do is I want to pray for you today and I'm going to I'm going to ask uh, 
if you would be that one that would, would stand there and praise the Lord. Even if you knew there would be a possibility that you would be persecuted for Christ's sake. It's called the Lord's army. Would you be that one out there just going, you know what, man, I ain't going to let the rocks take my, my praise. I'm all in. Man, that's a heck of a statement to make. Because will it happen in our lifetime? I don't know if it'll happen in our life. Will it happen in somebody else's lifetime? It could. So I want to pray for you today. Would you bow in with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Father God, we thank you for this, this Sunday, this Palm Sunday. I thank you, Lord, that I go to church with warriors. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us the Holy Spirit to help stand in the time of adversity. So I ask you, Lord God, that you search the building and all across the broadcast to find that one sheep who needs to be saved. And let them join this army and they, and they won't be ashamed to proclaim you as Lord and Savior. Not just in church, but out in public in the days to come. That they would shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. And today, Lord God, that they stand up for their family members. They stand up for their children. They stand up for their spouses. They stand up for their country. So here's my question to you. I want you to look at me for just a second. And I want you to respond however the Holy Spirit asks you to, to respond. Let's, let's say and believe that you're saved. If you're, if you're not saved, ask Jesus to come into your life. But if you have a wayward person, I want you to come down here today and just stand in for them. I just want you to come down and stand in for them. It could be a, a grandson, a granddaughter, a spouse, an aunt, or an uncle. And you just say, I want to pray for you know, a little Junior Smith or whoever it is. Or Yeah, I have a, I have a spouse or I have a, I have a child. Wouldn't it be nice to be standing shoulder to shoulder? praising the Lord with your children and your and your spouse and your grandchildren I believe the only way that's going to happen is if we continue to pray and trust that God's going to deliver them so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Mark if you would come up would you come up here and pray for everybody that's here today and if you have that person I just want you don't have to you don't have to say their name out loud I just want you to I just want you to just kind of hold your hand up and say, yeah, I'm here today. I'm praying for whoever it is. I want to ask Pastor Mark to pray for you guys right now and pray for your families. And when you leave here, I pray that you will be bold and shout Hosanna uh, outside these four walls. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Mark.
to help drive them into your loving arms, Lord. Oh, show them that the mercy is great that you offer, that the burden is light, and that you and you alone are the key to eternal life. We just ask that you uh, open their eyes, open their ears, Lord, so they can hear it. We ask that you embolden us to be able to be that proclaimer of the gospel to them, that we can fulfill the goals you've laid out before us and the commands that you've given us, that we can proclaim your name to the non-believer so that they can come to understand and love you, Lord. We just give thanks and praise for all of this. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.